Hello everyone, this is Brandon Lewis of the Painters Academy and I'm so excited to have Tara Riley here, someone whose work I have admired for going on a decade now. And she is going to bring some advice and recommendations to you that could change your business forever. Now, Tara is no longer CEO of Fresh Coat Painters, but is now COO of the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors. And her chief goal is to help you scale your business successfully. And I'm very excited to welcome you to the program. Welcome, Tara. Well, thank you, Brandon. I'm excited to be here for sure. All right. So what we're hoping to do with this interview is to really just have a uh, tableside conversation. You can see we have our wine here. It's not uh, anything too formal, but the information that we're going to be covering can be very impactful to people. Uh, and so today what you can expect is for me to talk a little bit about Terrace background, some of the future things that we hope to do at the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors, and a few initiatives that are going to be launched. Uh, but before I do introduce Tara, the first thing I want to talk about is, is why we're even here today, why Tara and I have partnered up. So the first thing I think that's critically important is that we have different perspectives at the Painters Academy. Of course, I had my own business. I've coached hundreds of businesses. But Tara's experience in the franchise world and in the corporate world is completely different. And we need to uh, expand the team building, the leadership, and the management resources here at the Painters Academy. We need to help improve the scaling pathways for our smaller uh, members, but also to allow our larger members to discover how to do leadership and management for non-field direct reports. It's very difficult. It's a very challenging thing. Very few people are good at uh, teaching folks to do that. And there are also a variety of done-for-you services that you and I have talked about that if we don't put them together, owners likely do not have time to do it. And it's important because it will bring so much repeat and referral uh, revenue to their business. Uh, it will help them be found. Uh, and it will help them target more lucrative neighborhoods in a way that doesn't spread their marketing budget thin. And then finally, uh, for years, for years, uh, owners and members have been asking me to put together peer groups. And that's something you have an uh, extraordinary amount of experience in, but not just any kind of experience. It's uh, successful experence <laughs> that's the most important the kind. kind of experience and it? so uh for all those reasons i'm glad uh that you're here so um last thing i'm gonna say because i'm going along here i've been doing this for 10 years and tara is the first person that i have ever felt comfortable bringing into the academy family because i completely trust her with members her advice is sound and solid, even if you don't want to hear it, and sometimes you will not want to hear it. Uh, she does not preach the gospel of uh, making you feel good about your bad habits, but instead she gives you the tools that you need uh, that can help you reach those levels of success that maybe up until now you've been coming up against a, uh, a difficult challenge. And then finally, her track record is impeccable and we're gonna talk about that a little bit today. So first, 
What attracted you to the Painters Academy? Why in the world uh, would you be delusional enough to think that working with me would be enjoyable or fun? Uh, let's talk a little bit about what made you want to do this because it's a it's a huge departure from the corporate franchise world. So share a little bit about that before we get into your background. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, Brandon, I think you know that um, my greatest love is working with business owners. It's one of the reasons I was in franchising for so long. Um, now, certainly, I ended up in leadership roles, I, 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 which I also love. But you know, my true passion is for helping business owners grow and scale. It's what I've done at every stop in franchising, and it's what I, you know, I did at Fresh Coat as well. But you know, when I will tell you that when we first met, um, when I first went to Fresh Coat and I needed help with bringing some systems in. You know, you, you brought some amazing systems to the table that we were able to use at Fresh Coat to help grow our, our business. And so I immediately had an admiration for, um, you know, kind of your values, your business acumen, what you brought to the table, what you were trying to do with APPC. I loved it. And I think even back then I told Tom or one of my VPs that, I said, you know, if I ever retire from Fresh Coat, I want to go to work for Brandon. <laughs> so here we are. I, I didn't really know that was going to come to pass, but, you know, when, when it's time to make a change, it was just, you know, I think it was just, you know, I happened to call you and we started talking and, and it was just, um, you know, I, I love what you're trying to accomplish here. I think, you know, I can bring more things to the table to help our business owners to grow and scale. And I'm excited. Well, one thing I think it's important that I prayed for some time for God to send me someone who could help me in the areas that I'm not the best in. And one of those areas is hiring and managing people. It, Like a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who are very growth-oriented, we're good at our discipline. It could be sales, it can be operation, it can be something else. But when push comes to shove, you know, acquiring talent and managing them is not like our go-to strength and it's the thing that we tend to avoid and that's really where you know your strength is in spades um so you have helped a lot of businesses increase profitability you've helped them scale you've helped them develop leadership teams um, and you, you have a lot of coaching in the home service industry in particular which we're going to get um, into some of that but generally speaking for a home service business, painters in particular in this conversation, what is your general business philosophy about finding success and growth? Well, I think uh, my general um, philosophy in terms of scaling and the thing I have seen throughout the years of coaching people is, is really it's about people. Um, you know, a lot of times I think we think it's about leads and marketing, but it's really about capacity, you know. So one of the things I've seen in helping people scale is that it, the first mindset that you have to really, I think, acquire is that you can't do it all yourself. There is a limit. No matter, I mean, you can have an S tattooed on your chest and wear a cape, but the bottom line is that even you, Brandon, I think when we were talking, I said, are, are you ready for some help? Because, you know, at a certain point when you're trying to do everything yourself, you're going to reach a capacity, and the only way to get past that, you know, is really to start hiring other people. And I think, quite honestly, that terrifies a lot of business owners. And I mean, I think even terrifies you a little bit, like, oh, who am I going to hire, right? You know, so 
you know, I think that's one of the, the pieces of the puzzle. Like from a, from a philosophical standpoint, it's really understanding capacity and understanding the, um, um, you know, how, you know, what are the things that a business owner, the mindset things and the tools that a business owner needs to really get through that and to, to grow and scale. So a lot of people will be asking in their mind, you know, what kind of chops does this lady have? Uh, especially in a male dominated industry, which is another reason uh, that I think I, I'm excited about having you here because men tend to have some clear spots and we tend to, generally speaking, have some big blind spots. Uh, and having a uh, someone that can think more like our best client, which just happens to be the lady of the house in many cases uh, from sales, marketing standpoint, even operations. So bring our viewers up to speed first on the amazing growth that you were able to bring to Fresh Coat Painters. And, and they're really, it's in, in my opinion, three areas. Number one is the number of units. Number two is the volume of the sales. And number three, the expansion of your team at the corporate level, because that is the key to growth for all of our owners is that expansion of the team, bringing on good talent, retaining them, nurturing them, and holding them accountable to hit goals. So talk a little bit about your Fresh Coat journey. Okay, so you know when I first got to Fresh Coat, um, we were doing right about 15 million in system revenue across our franchise system. And I had five employees um, at the corporate level. Uh, I think at that point we had somewhere around 75 on paper businesses out there, uh, you know, fast forward nine years and we were at, um, right at 70 million, um, somewhere around 180, uh, businesses. And I now have a team of 23 people that's, you know, there to help, um, support. Obviously that's quite a journey. It didn't happen overnight, but it happened strategically. Um, it happened intentionally. Uh, part of that process is, you know, is planning. We planned for growth. We planned to um, make that happen. We, you know, we had a deliberate system for adding more franchise owners. When we add more franchise owners, we have to have more support. Um, the, the, the great thing about growing is that you get more resources. And when, when you're making more money, you have to think about, if you want to grow, you've got to think about how do I reinvest in my business to grow? So one of them, you know, as I mentioned, mindset is, is people, but it's also about investment, right? So when you're, as you're growing and scaling, one of the things you're going to be considering is, okay, as my profitability grows, some of that I, I'm going to want to plow back into investing in my business for growth. And, and that you want to do that deliberately, right? So, so my journey at Fresh Coat, I mean, obviously the most important part about that, it was painting, right? So we've, you know, not only it's interesting in franchising is that we have two business models we have to run. First of all, we have to be intimately acquainted with the consumer facing. How do you run a painting business? How do you how how do you maximize residential repaint, commercial repaint, all those all those same things that each one of the APPC members are facing? Um, we had to be in, intimately acquainted with that and help brand new owners. By the way, and that's something really to think about. We're taking people who have no experience. At Zero. all. Zero experience. Zip, zilch, can't paint. Have, have never, yeah. In fact, in a lot of ways, we wanted people who hate painting because they know what it, why a cu customer will buy painting. 
But quite honestly, so we're taking people who have no experience in the trade and ramping them up from zero to, you know, our, our goal was to have people over 350,000 in the first year. Um, and, to, and then to continue, we like to use the term double-double. And that's if, you, if you're growing by a 26% clip every year, you double your business every three years. And, and that's quite doable, by the way. What's beautiful about this business is you can grow in chunks, I like to say. It's, it's, it, when you add the right things, when you add the right capacities, you add another crew, you add an estimator, I mean, you'll grow in chunks. And it's, it's pretty cool. Um, that's one of the things I love most about home services businesses. It's very scalable. It's very scalable. It's very lucrative. Um, yeah, very profitable. For the profitable. most part, uh, you put $5,000 in, you get 10000 out, often in a few days to a okay. week. Yeah. And you can't do that in retail. You can't do no, that anywhere else. It's a fantastic industry. It is. Um, so what made you wake up one day and just say, it's time for a new challenge? Yeah, that's... I think that's a, an interesting question. I, you know, if, even a year ago, I don't think I was saying I, it's time for me to make the change. Although I, I was approaching that. Interestingly enough, about probably only about 20 years ago, I was working with a personal life coach type person. And, you know, it was just one of those exercises. And they said, well, when do you want to retire? And, and I said, well, you know, I'd really like to retire around 55. Now I did nothing to make that happen. I, you know, financially or otherwise, I, you know, I, when I started with Freshcoat, um, you know, almost 10 years ago, I, nobody was saying, hey, at 10, year 10, I'm, I'm out, right? But it's funny because I just turned 56, so I'm pretty close, you know, and it's, uh, uh, it, all of a sudden one day I realized that it was time. You know, it, it, I have, um, things change in your life, right? And I, I have um, a significant other who's wanting to step out of, he owns a business, has owned it for 45 years, his son is taking it over, and you know, we have that opportunity to do things and, and need maybe just a little more flexibility. And uh, anyway, so I started looking at, you know, what what it really takes to drive, you know, a corporate business like Fresh Coat and what I really love doing, which is helping business owners. And felt like I realized, you know, it was time it was time for Fresh Coat owners will benefit from having fresh eyes and, and really good leadership, which is important to me that um, I, I, you know, I have to tell you, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for all of our fresh coat owners and, and what they've done to grow. So I would never want to leave them in a place where they're not getting a, you know, a great advantage by getting some fresh eyes. And, and for me, I felt like all of the things that I had learned and, and brought to the table were going to be fantastic that we could help the owners that are involved with APPC and, and ones who haven't even joined yet. Um, I think we have the ability to, uh, make some great changes. And what, one thing I really liked was the fact that, you know, having worked with you really for almost 10 years, you know, I just, I knew that you and I have strengths that really complement each other. You know, you're really strong in areas that aren't my greatest superpowers. Um, I really feel like I have, what I'm bringing to the table, and I'm sure we'll talk about that is, is going to be things that uh, will add even more depth and, and greatness to APPC. So... Well, I'm excited. You know, when you're putting together a jigsaw puzzle, you don't grab the pieces that are the same and try to cram them together because they don't fit. Mm -hmm. If you've got if you've got two people with the exact same strengths and the exact same weaknesses, you really have not added much to your uh, business. Often, you've added problems, and so we've we've got a, a very good overlap in places. Um, when people think about franchising, 
when people think about scalability in particular, the name McDonald's probably comes up more than almost any other business simply because there are so many units. Uh, it is well known, people have experiences with it, both from consumption and marketing. Uh, that's really where you got started in scaling and systems and franchising. Talk a little bit about your time at McDonald's and how it laid a foundation uh, for helping painting contractors build their business. And one other thing I would like to mention before we talk about that, some of the biggest breakthroughs that I've been able to bring to the painting industry came from my, my life in politics and nonprofits. Exactly. How to love on your list, how to maximize repeat and referral donations, which in the painting world is transactions or projects, how to put together referral relationships, which in politics was were different constituencies and interest groups. And that's something that was completely missing and, and to my knowledge was not discussed in the painting industry and to a large degree still isn't. Yeah. And so when you come from a food service industry and you come into a home service industry, you get to look at it and bring new ideas and those out of industry ideas are often the most impactful. Talk a little bit about your time there at Fresh Coat, or not at Fresh Coat, but rather McDonald's yeah. and how it allowed you to, to give people extra value. Yeah, yeah you know, Brandon, um, the, the longer I'm in business and the, and the more I've been in leadership, the more I even actually appreciate the foundation that McDonald's built you know, it's really amazing. And, and for those of you who've worked in fast food or have worked for McDonald's, you understand and appreciate, you know, not only do they have a large amount of units, but it is the consistency, right? You know, you can go, I've been to McDonald's in five different countries and, you know, a Big Mac is a Big Mac and the French fries taste the same. And, you know, that is a testimony to systems and processes that are, are just, you know, to the nth of detail. But, you know, even as a young as a young person, I started working for McDonald's when I was in high school. Uh, things I learned. I learned about customer service. I learned about, you know, uh, speed of service. I learned about um, uh, getting along with other people. I, I, you know, as I became a manager, I learned leadership. I had to hire a lot of people. I realized probably one of the greatest gifts I got from my time at McDonald's is I have probably hired thousands of people, quite literally. Uh, I've, you know, managed people at all levels. I mean, when you're managing a fast food restaurant, one of the stores I managed was pretty high volume. We had about 100 employees. I had people that were 15 years old, and I had, I had people that were 70 years old. You know, I had people from all walks of life. I had college students, and, you know, you learn a lot. It's really, you learn a lot about leadership. You learn a lot about setting goals. You learn a lot about production rates. Um, I tell you where I learned capacities and production rates was really at McDonald's because you have to, you know, everything from how many french fries do you need to have at a certain point? I mean, it's not as silly as it sounds, you know, um, how much food do you have to order? I mean, all of those logistics things were, you know, are baked into my brain somewhere, but it really was about understanding how to take people, um, get the best out of them. It really was the leadership stuff and the comfort level with hiring. I realized you know, for me, you know, as we were talking about hiring, 
when I think about I need to hire something to hire someone, it's like, oh, good, I get to go shopping. I mean, we're going to bring new skills into our, our organization. I'm going to get to work That's with... That's how I feel, Sarah. No, <laughs> not so much. No, I know. So, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I wasn't always comfortable with it. I can, you know, and, and I realized that, you know, most owners, business owners are not comfortable with that. And so, you know, it's just a tremendous blessing that I got out of just that experience and didn't realize it until much later. I'm like, wow, that was really a gift. Um, there was so much I could go on. We could, we could spend hours talking about what, you know, what you learn from McDonald's, but it's really where I cut my teeth on scaling and leadership is like what I like to say. So, well, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about your very extensive experience in home services, both at the independent level, your, your own skills, um, working with franchises because painters tend to do this thing that's probably not very helpful, uh, a little myopic in the focus, and that is that if you don't have experience painting a wall, your advice is null and void and, and worthless. <laughs> but yet if you only take your advice from people that their only skill set is painting a, a wall, your business will be ran into the ground, which some of you have experienced already. And so you uh, have this experience from outside of the painting industry, but then you have a lot of experience that is home service. And I have said before, and people bridle at this, a man in a van is a man in a van is a man in a van. And you're either in a, if you're in service, you're either in a man in a van business or you're a a man in a box business, one of the two. And I mean, even if you're a doctor or an attorney, you're a man in a box. People bring you their problems. So talk about the different home service uh, industries that you've worked in and discuss you know, some of the things you learned there. Yeah, my first shift to home services was actually uh, when I worked, went to work for Enhanced Wood Renewal. And it's a cabinet and floor refinishing company. They actually have some proprietary processes. Mm-hmm. But um, that was an eye-opener for me because before that, I had been at McDonald's and then I'd actually been at Sport Clips, which was another retail, totally different, obviously, but... Um, so, you know, coming to enhance, all of a sudden I realized one thing we talk about scalability, you know, when you have a retail business, um, you're limited by your four walls. There's only so much capacity you can drive through uh, a drive through at a McDonald's, or if you're at a sport clip, how many, how many chairs you have, you, once those chairs are full, you're not, you know, you're not going to get more heads through that business. Right. But when you have a home services business, it's expansive right? Because you're, you're really dealing in customers' homes, which means you're not limited by your four, four walls. You're limited just by how big you can build that business, which for somebody who loves growth and scaling, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And the other thing I found that was awesome was the profitability. I don't, you know, for those of you who've never worked in retail, especially food service, especially fast food, I mean, you're excited if you get up to like nine, eight or 9% net profit. I mean, you should be um, flogging yourself if you're hitting an eight or 9% net profit in the painting industry. I mean, so the, the, you know, the amount of money that can be made when you run this business, right. is just, is amazing. So I do want to talk about my experience though, because, you know, obviously, you know, you said people aren't, you know, they're not going to listen to you if you haven't, um, you know, picked up a paintbrush. Now I want to let everyone know that I actually ran crews. So it's, it's a long story, but in, uh, in my time with Enhance, uh, after I left working for Enhance Corporate, um, there was a period of time where I actually went and helped some of my, went to work for some fran- former franchise owners of, my, of mine. And I actually, for over a year, was in the field uh, operating um, 
enhanced businesses. I actually worked on a truck running and training uh, crews and operations in LA. Um, I did in-home sales for another franchise owner and helped build the, the crews. So I've actually managed crews on the ground. There is a picture of me somewhere with, a, with an HVLP sprayer um, spraying cabinet doors. I can do that with the best of them. I actually refinished Steve's cabinets, um, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago when he was remodeling his kitchen. So, yeah, so, you know, I, I have experienced that. It's not just running, you know, a painting business, but I understand running the crews, being in the homes, um, estimating and selling to, to clients. And, you know, it's, uh, so it's, you know, it's maybe not many years that a lot of these guys have, but I've been there. And you've also got, uh, caring was not caring transitions, but it was home helpers. Um, actually, uh, it was comfort keepers, comfort keepers, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Senior care. And that's so another in home. You're in senior care. And then there are a couple of other ones or am I mistaken? Yeah. So, um, uh, taking it in order, I work for McDonald's in hamburgers. I work for sport clips and haircuts, um, home services. Obviously I had, um, enhance, um, wood renewal, then, um, house masters, which was home inspections. So, uh, we worked, I worked with them for a period of time. Um, obviously then, uh, comfort keepers, which is another home service, but it's in the senior care industry. That's a whole other, very interesting business, by the way. And then, of course, uh, Fresh Code. Now, that's not nearly enough home service experience. But it's all. I'm sorry. By the way, I love to say, guys, you'll like this: (laughs) hamburgers, haircuts, home services, healthcare. It's it's all H's. It's great. So, if you had to share a story or two about some of your best uh, and your favorite owner success stories, where you're like as I so often am uh, at the Academy Awards dinner every year, even though it's personally, I don't know why, it, it, it's, it's a weird tick I have where I don't like praise for whatever reason. I, I, I didn't ever get any growing up, so I decided I don't need any of it from anybody else. And so when I get it now, it makes me feel weird. Yeah. And so, but I get to see these people that, you know, we're starting at 300,000 and they're struggling. Now they're at 3 million or 4 million or 5 million. You forget how long you've been working with them and and where they were, you know, you're always, uh, they're always unsatisfied with where they are, but I often have to remind them of where, where they were. So talk about some of your owner success stories, things that, uh, if you're like me, keep you wanting to do this. Exactly. Um, you know, and there are quite, I'm blessed. There's quite a few of them that are really fun, but, uh, you know, even with fresh coat, I mean, one of the things that's really fun is, and I think, our audience probably understands that there's a inflection points. There's inflection points in every business, but in the painting business, there's, I call them sticking points, right? You know, it, it, it seems like, you know, if you look across all the painting contractors and how they grow, there's just these, there's just these spots where they stick and some people can never really get past it. Um, but it's fun when they do. Um, I think a, um, one, a fun story, Jimmy Zesky, who's a member, um, by the way, it takes a village sometimes to get people moving. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy was stuck in and around that half a million mark for several years, actually, it felt like, you know, and he was working with you and doing reactivation and we were coaching him and we're like, Jimmy, you got to hire, you got to hire someone. You're not going to get off this mark until you hire an estimator, right? Well, anyway, he finally does. And he literally goes, from, he doubles his business in one year, like, and his profitability doubled. I mean, those are the kinds of stories that are fun. Um, you know, Sarah Ross, who, um, is our, by the way, our, our top franchise owner, um, 
and you know was stuck in and around that that mark did not want to hire an estimator did not want to hire anybody and um you know and she finally hired that estimator now she has three she's you know she's pushing over two and a half million and growing and you know those are the kinds of stories that are fun and keep us coming back i you know i could tell stories like that from all of the businesses i was in um it's and, and it's amazing the thing that has amazed me the most not only seeing it's always fun to see somebody achieve more than they ever thought they could. That's, I think that's the fun part about the business is when, when they, when you finally get that success and you're like, wow, I never thought I could do this. And, and I'm making more money than I ever thought I could. Those are the kinds of stories that make me happy. But, um, you know, I've seen businesses, I had a, in, in my comfort keepers days, I had a business owner who was stuck at around three and a half million. And it was, you guys think sometimes you think it's some big thing. It, often it's a small thing in your business that's holding you back, and a small change can have a really big result. I had a business that went from three and a half million to eight million in two years, and wow. all the profitability and actually improved their profitability measures. And it was just one thing that was holding them back, and it was just it was just a, and it was something they could fix. They just didn't see it. So sometimes. You know, why do you want to be in groups? You know, why do you want to join a group like APPC? Why do you want to have a coach? Why do you want to talk to other owners? Because it's hard to see your own business objectively. It really is. And having an outside set of eyes, even if it's another business owner, look at your business. They can sometimes see things you can't because, you know, as I say, when you're hacking through the jungle, you know, it's like, this is a Covey quote, one of my favorites. When you're hacking through the jungle... It's the leader that crawls to the top of the highest tree, surveys the area, and calls down, wrong jungle. Wrong jungle. (laughs) And you know what the managers down below say? Shut up, we're making progress. You know, it's like, um, so anyway, yeah, those are, that's one of the things. That's what keeps me coming back is seeing people achieve really what they want to achieve out of their business. So you've been here at Casa de Luis, which is where we are presently. Uh, for a week, which is torture, just pure torture. And we have worked our little keisters off uh, on various projects. Uh, We're excited. Uh, Kind of give folks an idea of some of the things we've been working on, things that you see as opportunities uh, in both coaching and in done-for-you services, uh, things that you're going to be helping us do to bring more value to the membership and to elevate their businesses. Well, you know, obviously, first of all, um, uh, leadership uh, training, we're putting, we've put together a program, I think is an outstanding program for the uh, summit uh, in leadership training. Um, really, I, I like breaking things down. One thing you and I have in common, break it down to the simplest, you know, I think people overcomplicate things. Um, not that you can over, I mean, not complicate, I mean, but it, to me, it's about drawing things down to the simple things that you do to make a business go forward. And sometimes we, when we're trying to, when we complicate things, it stops us from doing things. And so um, I, I think, you know, for those of you who will have the opportunity to be at Summit and, and see that leadership um, presentation, I think you're going to take away a lot of really practical tools that can get you moving. You know, there's some, so, so the leadership piece uh, is a huge, we've talked about the peer groups. I have, um, I love peer groups. I love the impact it has on not just not just the results for owners, but the quality of life. I think we forget when you're a business owner, there's nothing lonelier than being a business owner. Agreed. Um, you know, uh, and because when you're running your business, you may even when you grow a big business, 
Nobody else is walking in the shoes of the owner. And the beautiful thing about those peer groups is you now get to have that cohort of other owners. It's kind of, somebody once described it, I finally get to have adult conversations, yeah. you know, about my business <laughs> with other business owners. But so peer groups, so leadership and peer groups. I'm a numbers girl. I love metrics. I, you guys will get tired. I nerd out on metrics, but those are so important in the business. They are. Measuring your business and being able to benchmark. So I'm hoping to bring, especially through the peer groups, I'm hoping to, to work with um, some of the members and really start bringing some really good benchmark information. Um, I have some benchmark information, obviously, from my Fresh Coat days, but I think that's something where we can work together and, and bring that um, done for you services we've been you know we've been talking for a long time Mm -hmm. reactivation is so important and yet it's so hard to do especially when you're so busy and you're caught up in the business and i don't know i'm sure you my my fresh coat owners have always said god i wish i could just give somebody a credit card and get reactivation done and you know i'm sure your members have said the same thing because well, it it also becomes it's like you've got this staff yeah. They're working their butts off to try to handle the standard volume of business. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you got to kind of stop and, and do something completely different. And then guess what? It creates this ton of business as you're doing it. So the right. person that's trying to administer it also has to deal with the income coming leads. Right. It's like a tsunami almost. And Thank God. Newsletter <laughs> marketing. We've talked about yeah. uh, performing that both digitally and through the snail mail because that is yeah. so important to uh, retention. Yeah, there's... Uh, you know, no promises, but those are some of the things that I think, you know, we're really looking at that can take it to the next level. And, um, you know, we're going to look at what it's what what do people need and how can exactly. we help them get it? So. so there are some things I've learned over the years that if I don't do it for folks, they won't do it, even though I wish they would. And it's been helpful to do that. So uh, to close things out, um, you know, what are a just a few thoughts that you have for Owners who are stuck somewhere, they know they want to grow, but they're struggling. Uh, what are your parting words of wisdom, something uplifting, uplifting. Uh, for us to, to finish the program on? Oh, wow. Uplifting. That's, that's a tall order for me. No. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, my first mentor had a, he, we, these were all posted in our offices, but you know, one, this is words of wisdom. It's like, expect nothing. Blame no one and do something. Okay, now that's not uplifting, but it's good advice, right? But I, I will say this, and and I think the thing that, and I said this earlier. If you want to see a change in your business, the business mirrors your behavior, and if you want to see a change in your business, you you have to physically change something you're doing. But the good news is, it doesn't have to be big stuff. Changing little stuff can have huge results. The story I was telling about doubling a three and a half million dollar business came from a really small change in mindset and a change in activity to get a tremendous amount of growth. And so, you know, I, that's the thing I will tell you is if you're wanting the things to change, you know, you don't have to make huge, big change, make small changes. Do one different, one thing different tomorrow that you didn't do today, and you're going to get a different result from your business. And you know, there's little things, you know, we could, we could go through a list of them here with what you should be doing in your painting business, but we'll save that for a, for another time. For another time so. Well, I've enjoyed this interview, Tara. Thank you for your time. Thank you for working so hard and spending so much time to bring so many values, uh, so much more value rather uh, to our members. I'm excited about what the future will hold. 
and uh, cheers. Cheers. I've, I've drank more than you have, which is typical. All right, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this program. If you're looking to grow your painting business and this is the first time you've stumbled upon us, please do go to paintersacademy.com. Get those free resources and tools. And for those of you who are Painters Academy members, look forward to good things. Can't wait to talk to you next time. I'm Brandon Lewis with the Painters Academy, signing off.